You're listening to Revelation Revealed. We're going to be tackling 10 common myths about the strangest book in the Bible. And today we're looking at myth number seven. Revelation is chronological. Now, when you open up the book of Revelation, it can be very daunting. It's 22 chapters and a lot of crazy stuff happens. And one of the questions is, are we supposed to read Revelation as a straight line? Meaning, is it just event after event happening in sequence in time? Well, the answer is, some of Revelation is like that and some isn't. And uh, I want to sort of open that up a little bit by looking at a specific section of Revelation. When John the Apostle writes about uh, the seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven bowls of God's judgment. Uh, now, I have to say, I don't think anybody knows for sure what these things symbolize. So what I'm going to say here, I'm holding with a very open hand. I could totally be wrong about this, but I do think there are some insights we can gain and some reasons that I think are persuasive for what I'm about to say. But looking at the seven seals, trumpets, and bowls, we have to ask a few questions. What's interesting is when you read the book of Revelation and you get to chapter 7, uh, it, it has a scene where you see all of the nations lined up in heaven worshiping God and all their tears are wiped away, which is talking about the end of history when the church is victorious. Now, the problem is that's about a third of the way into Revelation, and we've already hit the ending. And there are multiple other chapters in Revelation which seem to talk about the end of history. So the question is, is Revelation talking about multiple endings to the world? Well, no, I don't think so. In fact, the way we need to think about Revelation isn't a straight line of chronological events, but a spiral. If you think about what a spiral is, it's, it starts with usually one circle, on the outside, that's big, and then the next circle is a little smaller, and the next circle is a little smaller, and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it reaches the center. So Revelation is spiraling towards the end point, which is what I think is the judgment of God on the nation of Israel in 70 AD. If you want more information about that, uh, check out our second video. But the whole idea is that the Apostle John is, is uh, he'll talk about God's judgment, and then he'll end. And then he'll go back to talking about it, and he'll end at a different point. And each time he gets a little further and closer to the final judgment upon Jerusalem. So if you want to think about it another way, it's kind of like John is doing different camera angles of the same event, right? And each one provides a different perspective. Each one's a little more zoomed in. Each one's a little more intense. And that's what we want to think about when we read the seals, the trumpets, and the bowls. Let's dig into each one of these. First, let's talk about the seven seals. Okay, that starts in Revelation seven, uh, 6. When you think about seals, seals are the little binding things that hold together a scroll. And in ancient Israel, scrolls were often used for divorce certificates. So it might be that uh, what we're seeing is a symbolic representation of God's divorce from Israel because Israel rejected Christ. And so each one of these seals that breaks off is a progressive judgment against Israel that will eventually culminate in God destroying the temple, just like Jesus predicted, and moving his uh, activity from being centered on Israel to now the spirit-empowered church. So we look at the seals. Seals 1 to 4 uh, feature these four riders. 
And I think the first rider, the white rider, is Jesus Christ. And behind him is a red rider, a black rider, and a pale rider. Red represents war, black represents famine, and the pale rider brings death. I think this is simply saying that when Jesus comes in wrath against Israel, just like he predicted in the Olivet Discourse, he said that within a generation you're going to see wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, all kinds of tumultuous events, and then the temple will be destroyed. Jesus predicts that. I think this is a symbolic representation of that. Jesus is going to come against Israel, and he's going to bring with him war, famine, and destruction, which is exactly what happens. About four years before Israel, uh, Jerusalem is destroyed, there's a Jewish-Roman war, and all of these events happened in that. There was famine, there was chaos, there was bloodshed, all that stuff. That leads us to seals 5 and 6, which is sort of a call and response. In, in seal 5, you see the martyrs who have been persecuted crying out to God in heaven after their death, asking for vengeance because they've been faithful to the word of God. God says, hold on, the full number of martyrs is not yet fulfilled. So there's a waiting period, but God is hearing the cries of his saints. And in seal six, he answers that cry. He answers it with political upheaval. And the reason I say political upheaval is because the words that that John uses to describe God's answer to his saints uh, is very symbolic. Earthquakes, the sun, moon, and stars starting to darken. That's decreation language. Uh, meaning, just like in Genesis 1, you see God constructing everything. Well, now he's deconstructing the created world. That's why you see the sun, moon, and stars start to lose their light. And this is often used in places like Isaiah uh, chapter 13, when God sends his judgment upon a nation state. For example, in Isaiah 13, that's the nation of Babylon. So again, this is all symbolically representing all of the events that Jesus predicted would happen before the destruction of the temple. And this is a sign of God's judgment. Just as God uh, you know, wiped out the sun, moon, and stars uh, symbolically by destroying Babylon, he's going to do the same thing to Israel, who has now become like Babylon. Okay, so this is a symbolic vision of judgment. And then the seventh seal opens up seven angels and seven trumpets. Now this, that's the seals of the big circle. Now we're getting more intense. We're going to look at the same judgment from a more intense angle, and it's going to push it closer to the final destruction of Jerusalem. So the seven trumpets come in. And again, you see decreation language. Trees will be burned. Blood will fill the waters. The water will become bitter, which is often a curse in the Old Testament whenever Israel commits idolatry. Uh, We're going to see the sun, moon, and stars darken again. So you have that political upheaval language, right? But now we see that uh, a fallen star, which I think uh, is symbolic for Satan, he gets a key and release all these locusts from the pit. And I think the locusts represent demonic activity. And we actually have records from that time period where there were uh, people in Jerusalem Uh, While Rome is sieging Jerusalem, they're cutting off all the supply lines. Everyone's locked in the city, and people are going crazy, and they're actually killing each other. Some of them are uh, cannibalizing each other. It's horrible stuff. And there might, might have been some demonic activity where Satan is just having a field day with all these people trapped in the city. And there's all this chaos. And then finally... We see trumpets six and seven. In trumpet six, God releases four angels to the from the Euphrates who are prepared to kill. And they come flying in. And this could refer to the Roman general, uh, Titus. He led an army into Jerusalem and he brought reinforcements of a Roman legion from the Euphrates. And he was victorious 
which is why Trumpet 7 shows the destruction of Jerusalem. The kingdom of, of this earth has become the kingdom of God. Um, and now when we, when we see the word earth, we're not talking about the whole world because the word earth in Greek can also mean land, which is probably what it means because it's focused on the land of Israel. So it's really that the land has been destroyed. The land has been conquered and God has brought his judgment. So maybe this is true. Maybe it's not. It seems like, again, it's describing the events leading up to God using the Roman armies to execute his judgment, just like he did to the nation of Babylon. And what's interesting is trumpets happen at key moments in Jewish history. If you remember um, Jericho, Israel blew trumpets and walked around Jericho uh, and the walls came down. Well, here's the irony. Now Israel has become Jericho. Now the trumpets are blowing and Israel's walls are literally going to fall down. So you see this judgment of reversal. And that brings us to a smaller circle, which is more intense. We're getting closer to the final judgment, the seven bowls. Now, what's interesting is from the seals, it says that the seals affect a fourth of the people. Uh, the, the trumpets affect a third, so there's an intensification. But the seven bowls, there's no fraction. It's a final judgment. It's a complete judgment. It's an intensification. And what you see is God starts bringing judgments that remind you a lot of the plagues on Israel. There's sores, blood in the water, darkness, frogs, all these things. Which means, again, Israel has now become like Egypt. God delivered Israel from Egypt through the plagues, and now he's sending plagues on Israel because they've become like Egypt by rejecting the Messiah. And we see the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. We'll talk about that in the next video. They release Armageddon, which is this massive war with God's enemies, from the Euphrates. And they're symbolized by frogs. And frogs could refer to the Roman army. Again, that the Roman army... Uh, is being released, and they are coming as God's judgment against Israel. And then we see that God's destruction is symbolized by an earthquake, lightning and thunder. The land is going to be divided. Uh, Jerusalem will be divided into three parts, which, you know, there's an interesting prophecy in the book of Ezekiel, where Ezekiel is told when he's, his people is about to be exiled, God tells him to cut his hair into three portions, and that's symbolic of the judgment that Jerusalem will face. And so this might be drawing on that, saying this is a, a judgment that is like the judgment in the days of Ezekiel. And it's going to show God's final divorcing of Israel. There's also a symbol, a symbolism of hailstones from the sky, these massive white hailstones. We don't know exactly what this is, but Josephus, the Jewish historian, talks about how when Jerusalem was being sieged, they were throwing these massive catapults of 100-pound white stones so maybe that's what he's talking about. We don't know for sure. So a lot of this is speculative. I admit that. But there's one big thing we can take away from this. First, Revelation should be read not chronologically, but like a spiral. That these are multiple events that are symbolically showing the intensity of God's judgment, which tells us that the gospel, the good news, is not just salvation, but it's salvation through judgment. That God's message to his saints is not that I'm going to preserve you or that I'm going to I'm going to reward you for your suffering, but I'm also going to avenge you for your suffering. We're going to bring justice. And that through destroying my enemies, I'm going to save my people. So remember that, that when you're sharing the gospel, it's also a message of judgment. That God is going to seek justice against all of his enemies. And that's why it's so important to get the gospel out there so that they know there is a way to be preserved 
from it. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Make sure to subscribe and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Four Oaks College. And you can watch this video and others on Instagram TV.